Welcome to the Wealth Doc Podcast with Mike Heckman from Sabo Point Wealth Management. In this podcast, Mike helps business owners, medical professionals, and retirees develop strategies to help preserve, protect, and pass on their wealth. Using practical strategies, Mike acts as your lighthouse keeper to guide your path of converting business assets into retirement income and inheritance funding. We don't like that shipwrecked feeling of not having enough, and you shouldn't either. Join Mike and get ready to explore the tools you need to manage your business efficiently, build its value, and have fun doing it. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Wealth Doc Podcast with your host, Mike Heckman. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hi, Mike. How are you today? Oh, we're doing fantastic. Great to be here again. This is this is fun. We're getting into the groove now, Mike, right? Yeah, absolutely. And today we are actually going to be joined by members of your two-team approach, right, Mike? Absolutely. Uh, so glad that uh, we could uh, get them both on here. So uh, everybody on the service part of our team is on the call today. So uh, there's nobody going to be answering the phones for the next hour or so. So <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We don't need to talk to anybody. We're talking to all of the people listening right now, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, let's welcome Kim and Alex, who are part of your team. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you, guys. And Mike, tell us a little bit about this two-team approach. What does that actually mean? So how we organize our service model is basically uh, with two teams. And uh, what that means is we've kind of got the investment policy and investment management team, and then we've got our service team. So the whole idea is uh, we try to make our customer experience feel like a an iPad, you know, where you get uh, the easy information in front of you, touch a button, you get what you want. And then all of the really nasty nerd work gets in the background where you have to ask before you see the gobbledygook and all that stuff. So today we're blessed to be joined with uh, the everybody who's got the client service contact, you know, Kim, who's our, our frontline uh, reception office management, schedule meetings, you know, make you feel like she's your favorite aunt when you come in. And then Alex, who uh, is our, our licensed MBA, who churns the paperwork in the background and has a second set of eyes on that stuff and just make sure everything runs smooth. So today we're going to get to know Kim and Alex pretty intimately. Is that right? Absolutely. That is the complete goal. <laughs> okay. So let's start off with Kim. Ladies first. How long have you been working with Sable Point? I have been with Mike for a little over three years now. I started February 1st in 2020. And of course, that was a month before the COVID hit. Oh, yes. So lovely time, right? Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> so, um, Alex, same for you. When did you start? I started in June of 2021, so almost exactly two years ago to the day. Wow. And happy anniversary. Yeah, I, thank you. I was looking at that today and was just surprised that it had been that long already. He it, was like, I'm going like to get someone by. to say happy anniversary to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, what were you doing before you joined Mike? Before I joined Mike, I was with another firm in the St. Louis, Missouri area where I was doing 
pretty much the same work that I'm doing with Mike, customer service and client service, and just making sure everything goes through smoothly for their accounts and any anything that they may need. And how long have you been doing this? I was, I have been doing this for almost six years now. Okay. And you're, you're committed. You're, this is me. This is what I'm going to do. This is my love language. Yes. I, when I graduated college, I was actually a teacher for a few years. And during that time, I realized that I was really driven towards the uh, personal finance and advising side of everything. And I made the career switch when I got my MBA and have loved it ever since. Yeah. It sounds like a drastic change from teaching, huh? It was a very big change. But overall, it's kind of the same, the same overall goals of just being able to help out others in a spot that they may need it. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's, oh, didn't mean to interrupt, but you know, that's part of what I think makes Alex so good at the role is uh, that he's got the technical knowledge. And when you got the heart of a teacher, educating clients is a big factor. Education probably is so much a part of this because there's, you know, so much that we, the regular people, just don't understand about all this money stuff. We just know we want it. <laughs> yes. I'd like to collect more, please. <laughs> so, Kim, what were you doing before you teamed up here with Mike? Well, I worked for a cable TV company for over 30 years. Oh, wow. uh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long lasting and the uh, company merged with another company. And at that point, you know, a lot of corporate offices, uh, employees lost their jobs. Uh, so then I was on the market to scoop up. And uh, thanks to my <laughs> sister who knows Mike and sees him because he knows my whole family. He says, I'm looking for somebody. And she goes, well, my sister's looking for a job. And, and you know, you kind of worry about working with friends. You always want to make sure they're, you don't end up on a bad note. You can maintain that friendship. And my sister told Mike, just do it. So he did. And now I've been here three years. We work great together and it's worked out well. So he did the scooping. He scooped you right up. He, he sure did. But being in the cable industry as far as long as I was, it's like, well, what's next? And uh, you never know where you're going to land. But I landed in a very good spot. So were you in customer service then for this yes. company? Uh, okay. That's yeah. got to be the hardest job in the world. Yes. <laughs> and I did so many different positions positions over the years because I used to do billing on the computer and manually mail these out to over 6,000 customers. And then we grew. And so then I was a customer care lead. And then the last position, I was a multi-dwelling unit operations specialist where I dealt with businesses for the last three years. So yeah, working with customers and business owners for, for a long time. So is there a lot of differences between doing what you did before and doing what you do now? A little bit. I mean, you still have the customer service. You want to provide the best service to clients, make sure they're taken care of. You take care of their needs. In the cable industry, I think you had more personalities because there are people that, you know, they're kind uh, customers that you waited on that you loved. And then sometimes there'd be some that were very difficult and maybe nasty. Uh, no matter how you try to help somebody, they, they, they still want to be nasty. So, but 
I'm one of those nasty people, Kim. I would yell at the cable people all the time. <laughs> and, I, you know, I understand because, I, you know, being in that industry for so long, I can sympathize with some of the customers, you know, when there's changes or, or you know, hikes in their bills or whatever. Yeah. Or if the cable goes out, you know, and there's a favorite show on. Or, or the Super Bowl. or <laughs> Oh, you betcha. You betcha. You didn't want to go into work the next morning <laughs> I bet <laughs> well and my famous line was always I know this isn't your fault but I am very frustrated right now <laughs> you got that right <laughs> well the fact that you were aware it wasn't her fault puts you already in the upper echelon you know you're the well, top you know two percent <laughs> you know not to get too far off course here but when you make me go through eight rounds of hit this button and hit that button and put this <laughs> in and put, by the time i get a live person i'm so tired yeah <laughs> yes yes because we used to answer the phones in our office where you would talk to people on the phone and then of course then when they put up call centers and stuff like that then it's difficult because i know some customers would come in and they had to go push a bunch of buttons but then they could actually come in and talk to us and they were really relieved when they could actually talk to somebody in person it's amazing right yeah so, um what is some of what are some of the best things about working with mike and let's pretend he's not here let's pretend he's okay not standing there listening <laughs> and we can you know see his reaction it's it's great because we communicate, we have a respect for one another, we take care of each other like family. And, you know, like I said, we support each other, we back each other up. If I have a doctor's appointment or whatever, you know, I can go do that, come back. And then we've got Alex on the team now where he can cover phones. So we all work well together, no matter what we've got going on in our personal lives or work lives, we're there to support one another and cover for one another. So that way the office is taken care of. And so our clients are taken care of as well. All right. So you love that Alex can cover the phones for you. Alex, how do you feel about covering the phones for Kim? I'm okay with it. I enjoy talking to the clients. It's especially since I'm not in the area with them. So I don't get to see them as often. Okay. It's, it's nice to, when I see names pop up to, put a voice to it. And when I do get up to there, get up to Ludington I, to put the voice to the face and the name and everything, this all comes for full circle. Yeah. He, he brings up a great point with uh, the technology that we leverage with RFG. Alex is able to work and do all this work uh, seamlessly out of St. Louis, Missouri, you know, so he flies in for the client events, you know, so that people can uh, shake his hand, give him a hug and find out that he really does exist. But, you know, most of the time, you know, we, we gather the data and Alex has the paperwork shipped off to him, you know, on a digital interface and uh, they can't tell the difference whether he's in Ludington, St. Louis or uh, Maui. How often have you called in from Maui, Alex? Oh, Mike doesn't need to know that answer. <laughs> no, I yeah, wish he, I could he do can't that. tell, right? <laughs> exactly. I know it's not the moon. There wasn't an eight minute delay. That's true. <laughs> so, what's it like to be a virtual part of the team? It took a little bit of getting used to, but being able to have different Zoom meetings or phone calls with Mike and Kim, it's made it very easy. And then the fact that I can still do my job through email and sending off paperwork electronically, it's like Mike said, it's smooth. There's no issues with it that I've seen. And it's always nice to see the response from clients when they realize that I'm not in Mike's office. 
because they it, they think I'm right there with them and that's being, the assumption usually yeah yeah, yeah. being like you're where hour car oh. away there's a time and... zone issue what <laughs> <laughs> so there's no talk around the water cooler then for you Alex you miss out on all the off office gossip which really is just yep. the other two right exactly they're they're walk they're uh talking about around the water cooler about me yeah so i missed that but yeah I, I think the only water cooler conversation is when my son cody visits and then cody and kim talk i think that's basically our only water cooler conversations that happen <laughs> no talking yeah, about does. the bachelor from the night before or <laughs> yeah he doesn't get his homework done and then i stop working for some reason and we just chat away <laughs> sounds like a, a good thing for all of us right <laughs> okay so um this is you know this is the team this is who is all working together for that cause that we all want again to have as much money as possible right or live the way that we want to live yeah I, I think that's a good summary i i found myself uh, describing it trying to water it down as much as possible or try to make it concise is that we want to uh, efficiently grow assets for people and eventually turn assets into reliable income you know that's that's uh, that's the we had to do a, the five second version so yeah yours is more succinct than mine i, I just, just had a hard time saying it the way you did <laughs> bring more money bring me the money <laughs> I, I need to watch Jerry Maguire a couple more times. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the process, Mike. How how does your process work? Yeah, I, it's gone through several revisions and tweaks and a lot of epiphanies along the way. I think uh, the biggest changes were, you know, after I finished my uh, certified financial planner training, you know, and then I ended up going and getting a, a master's of science in financial planning, you know, to try to understand that and then developing our system i was inspired by maslow's hierarchy of needs you know so like the psychological tier you know that the simplified is is my at my base level i need my food water shelter stuff and if i don't have my food water shelter stuff it's really hard to take notice or pay attention to anything else Correct. or like yeah. another way we've 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 said it is if this is the most important stuff. Unless somebody's bleeding, then you got to go take care of that. Then this is the most important stuff, you know, and then, and then Maslow's next is, you know, then your safety, you know, if like if I'm a mouse and I'm fed and I'm sheltered, you know, I want to know where the cat's at type thing. And then, and then we, our community and our love and our, our sense of, of, uh, others, you know, is next. And then, and then our esteem needs and like our self-actualization. Well, you turn that into financial planning and and there's some things that you have to have a core situation for before you can move on, you know? So, you know, like with the lifestyle, you know, that when you're supporting yourself and then, you know, our cash flow positive as you're accumulating or, or in retirement, you should have your core expenses from stable or guaranteed sources. You know, that's your, your lifestyle. Make all the bills, get the bills paid. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's important. You yeah. know, and, th and then, so, uh, you know, I'm a big novel reader, you know, I, I love, I love reading. And so I find myself when we're talking to clients, you know, that it's almost like writing a story except for you turn the book over and it's like, okay, how do we want these chapters to end? And then from there we map out where we're at today. And then we look at like the obstacles, you know, what, what's getting on our way, you know, both seen because some people know exactly some of the stuff that's in their way, but then there's unseen. There's some stuff that, you know, we have to kind of bring awareness to. So you got the lifestyle and then the peace of mind. And then 
the impact, you know, most of the people we take care of have somebody or something that they care about more than themselves. And then, so if we can help them leverage their impact on these things, you know, do that a couple hundred times. And now we've made a bigger impact on a couple hundred things. And then that, you know, that gives purpose, you know, that that's, that's the why is like how much of a better footprint that we leave because we've helped so many of these people that trust us give back and make that bigger impact on what they care about. So when you say that people love something more than themselves, you're talking about causes that they may have. Usually it's, it's, I see grandkids and causes seem to be the two, the two that, you know, happen there, you know, it's like, Hey, I want to make sure so-and-so is fine. And for some reason, people seem to like their grandkids more than they like their kids. I don't know if it's a common enemy thing or what's (laughs) going on, you know, but uh, the grandkids and then, you know, you know, causes, you know, and then like uh, with Maslow's like self-actualization, you see the people as they grow and develop and, and what they care about sometimes shifts throughout their life stage, you know? So when, you know, and then, and then people get married, life changes happen, you know, priorities change. So you got to constantly be monitoring and updating, not only because of macroeconomics, but because of, you know, how we live our lives. So how does your team actually work together? And let me just preface that with saying, Kim, Alex, do you know what the heck he's talking about? (laughs) <laughs> a little bit. I, I've told Mike before, if I only knew back then what I know now, you know, like saving for the future and putting a little bit away here and there, you know, I've always had like a retirement plan through the previous job, but for like kids and grandkids, you know, you can kind of give them a step up with some of the knowledge that you have to maybe kind of help them in the future and then educate them. So I do pick up on a lot of what he says and I have questions and and he's also my certified financial advisor as well. So well, that's good news, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that's how, how we how we initially met. And, you know, as far as uh, everybody working together on that, when we do our our meetings, you know, like one of the core decision-making principles is what's best for this client in this situation, you know? So if you want to streamline it to that, you know, it's like with all the options out there, I think everybody on the team is well aware that the core principle is what's best for this person in this situation. So Alex, what do you think about the hierarchy of needs that he uses as kind of like a guide? Is that something different than you've seen in the past? It's different in this field. Yes. Hearing that takes me back to my uh, college days, learning in all my education classes, learning about the hierarchy of needs and different education philosophers that we used. But you seeing it the way Mike just described it, it fits perfectly in uh, financial planning and meeting your goals with whatever those goals may be for clients. Yeah, I actually I like that so much because, you know, it just goes to show that like after survival needs, like the world is opening and you can go so many different places. So how did you get across, Mike, to everybody about your vision for this team? Well, I I think, you know, when Deming says, you know, 99% of your problems come from the top 1% of management. I I think initially it, it, as you come on board, you know, the task list prioritization becomes part of it, you know, and then as we go through our our weekly meetings and we talk through each client, and then when we're going through the decision-making uh, matrix, you know, and then, and then having those prioritization of those needs and then what's best for the client in each situation, you know, when that's the, when that's the overlay, as you customize all these solutions to the individuals, I I, I think it just becomes habit part of the system. 
And do you describe it in this way to the client? It depends because we try to uh, learn the learning style of the client and then try to adapt the presentation to the learning style of the client. So even that some get plastic buckets and get to touch the pieces as we put in the plastic buckets, some get white drawings on the board and then that uh, it, it very depends. You know, there's, there's some like uh, if you're a, uh, have a psychology practice. Yeah. We'll, we'll go over the Maslow's hierarchy of needs just like that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you're, if you're, uh, running a construction company and that that's not your jam, then we'll try to put it in something tactile, you know, in metaphors, you know, in your profession. So, uh, uh, the message is there, the delivery has to change. Okay. I was just wondering if that made it easier for the clients to envision what it was that was trying to be done. Hey, yeah. The hierarchy and ordering of the financial principles is displayed that way. I I don't necessarily give away that uh, the Maslow was my inspiration or or the uh, or the template that I use to kind of overlay finance with it. You know, I, I I think this might be the first time I've publicly even disclosed that. Cool. Yeah. Well, I I find that to be fascinating. So I'm glad that we we talked about it and you um, that you brought it up. Probably uh, about to wrap up here. So I wanted to give Kim and Alex a chance to maybe ask Mike something. They've always wanted to know. And, you know, now they have the opportunity. <laughs> I see Mike. Open book, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kim, you go first. Oh, goodness. Hey, um... can I have a raise? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really can't think of a question right now. I just like to say, you know, he's a great communicator. If I ever have questions, I mean, he answers them and everything. I mean, he's very knowledgeable and I've seen him at work with our clients and it's, it's just a great experience working here and see what he can do with people. And I just can't think of a question right now. So well, I'll just make a well, statement. <laughs> I, I, I can kick it back. And, you know, something that I saw with Kim, you know, which was something I thought she went above and beyond was uh, we had a, a consistent need for uh notarization, you know, and so, so Kim went and, you know, got her, her, uh, her notary public, you know, on her own, uh, on her own, uh, volition, you know, and then I've seen her like help our people, you know, with some of the notary stuff that's, you know, beyond the scope, even of like our financial services, you know, so that's something that I saw Kim take initiative on and, uh, and really elevate our, our uh, customer service there too. So if she's not going to ask, I'll give her props. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, Alex. Is there something that you want to know or delve more into when it comes to the boss? I don't know. We've had good conversations about a lot of different things in the past. And I think it's just, are we going to, we're going to play golf this summer when I'm up there? A hundred percent. That treat. last year. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Have you played together before? No, we, we've tried a couple times and then it's just been like schedule badness. Like when I was mm -hmm. in St. Louis, I got a kid that got sick. And then when Alex came up here, I'm not sure what happened, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh family something. Are you both very, my kid was sick that day. So, oh, oh, okay. all right. So we took turns. <laughs> yeah. Are you both very competitive? Will either let the other win or is it like, no way, Jose. I, I hope he, nobody would help would let me win, but uh, I don't think uh, I, I don't think that's going to be a factor because he'll probably beat me, and it won't be because I'm letting him win. <laughs> I say on the golf course, I don't like to lose. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they say about my uh, my husband and I. We are both so competitive, we would never even dream about letting the other win. <laughs> so, 
Well, this has been so nice to get to know everybody and to get that team feeling from all of you guys. So I really appreciate everybody coming on and and spreading all this goodness and satisfying all of these needs. Well, thanks. Thanks for your help today, Wendy. Thank you. Very nice to have uh, both Kim and Alex on as well. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Both. you. Thank you, guys. Mike, how can we get in touch with you? Yes, uh, we now have wealthdoc.com active, which uh, puts you on our, our podcast landing page on our on our sobblepointwealthmanagement.com website. And then uh, you're looking at the two people that will answer the phone at 231-425-4308. Again, that number is uh, 231-425-4308. And uh, they're both competent and eager to help. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Doc Podcast with Mike Heckman. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Have questions? Visit our website at sobblepointwealthmanagement.com or give us a call at 231-425-4308. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sobble Point Wealth Management. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analyses of Mike Heckman. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, Private Client Services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Mike Heckman or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of Private Client Services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, Mike Heckman and RFG Advisory, are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.